This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work with students to help them excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today's podcast features Jenna Jackson. She is um, a teacher here at Clayton Bradley Academy in the lower school, and she has taught first and second grade for a while and now is teaching third grade. And uh, we just want to welcome Jenna to the podcast. Thank you. So this whole series that we've been working on this fall has, has, well, summer and fall has related to conceptual learning. And then the model that we use that, that what the brain research has shown is, is what helps students learn and recall and really put stuff into long-term memory and not just short-term memory, which happens a lot in education. And so we really pushed this model of conceptual learning. And, and so we're going to talk about that in today's podcast. And uh, just to start out, why don't you give us a little bit of like, how did you get to CBA? Just something short, it doesn't have to be like your whole life history, but how did you get here? Okay. Um, I started my teaching career in a, in a rural school um, in Tennessee. And then we moved to Chattanooga, and there I taught inner city pretty much um, third and fourth grade. And then I moved back home after I did four years there. Um, and after I left that area, I needed a change. And so they had a virtual school open, um, and I joined that virtual school and taught sixth grade. Um, and then my sister-in-law said, hey, there's a new school coming beside us, and it's perfect for you. It's exactly what you are, exactly how you teach and talk. And I said, well, I'll go check it out. And then um, I went on a tour when there was no building here. Um, <laughs> and Pat gave the tour. And then afterwards, we sat down with Pat and talked. And um, I asked her questions about teaching and the curriculum and everything. And I fell in love. And that year, she said, well, we don't have any teaching jobs open, but we will have an art teacher position. And I said, I'll take it. And my husband was like, what? You're taking a you know, huge pay cut to do this. Um, are you sure you want to do it? And I said, yes, I love the school. Like, this is, this is what I believe in. This is the mission. This is the philosophy of what I want to do. And I'll, I'm creative. I want to be able to create my curriculum. Um, and so I taught art for a year. And then the first, second grade loop opened up. And so I was in that loop for mm, be eight, about eight years, eight yeah. years um, doing the curriculum for that. And then this year I came into third grade. And so. I know that it's always fun as teachers to get that new challenge. It, it can mm-hmm. be overwhelming at, at times, but um, I know that when I look at the classes that I would teach in biology every year, I was looking at, you know, what's something new that I can mm-hmm. insert here that uh, will be creative for the kids and engaging, but also as a teacher, it keeps me kind of engaged and in, in, in that creative mm-hmm. mode. And so it's exciting to see what you're doing in third grade and to step, step the kids up. So I mean, a lot of people don't realize the difference that takes place in third grade of up until up through second grade, we're really teaching kids how to read. Mm-hmm. And you're teaching kids how to do some of those foundational stuff in math and, and give them some basics of science and history and that sort of thing. But really, when they get to third grade, all of a sudden, the, it changes to using reading to mm-hmm. learn. And that can be a challenge for some kids because that really starts to, to step up those reading mm-hmm. um, practices. Of It's no longer I'm just trying to learn to read. I'm now having to apply that reading and understand what it's saying to so that I can do something else be it in math or 
um, starting to write essays uh, and things like that, which we start to set those foundations for. So that's exciting. What do you? How, how are you uh, transitioning some of that? I think well. Um, I always say first and second grade is I teach them how to be people. You know, they're in school, teaching them what they need to do, their life skills. But then, when they get into third grade, it's very much like okay, you know, you guys have learned how to be people, and now we're going to learn how to be successful people. And how do you be? How are you responsible? What do you need to do to be responsible? Um, you need to critically think. You need to problem solve, and that's a lot of what we've been working on these first four weeks of school. And I think to parents coming from first and second grade to third grade, it's refreshing having me there because they know, okay, when when we're working on some of these life skills, they've never gotten grades like this before on some of these life skills. Um, But we know, we trust Ms. Jackson. You know, we trust that that she's doing what she needs to be doing. And um, change for me, it's been refreshing this year to have that, that change with awesome. the curriculum and so it was a it was a good area for me to fall into that's great so i want to just jump right in then to the discussion of conceptual learning which does go with what you were just talking about and and how we're working with those third graders and and what we're hoping to accomplish with them and one of the things that we talk about with conceptual learning is that starting point of standards and realizing that those standards then are what dictate the curriculum it's not what some company has dictated to us that we should teach but that it's an actual us evaluating the standards and saying okay what do they say and now how can I put those together in a meaningful way Mm -hmm. so when you were looking at third grade or even back when you were looking at first and second grade when you're thinking about that conceptual learning approach to your classroom how did you go about that how did you kind of lay that out and develop that Um, I'm personally a very visual learner and to me, I wish that my teachers would have taught me conceptually. Um, you know, I look back on my education and I don't remember any connections that were made like um, with the curriculum. Um, there's a thing that goes around right now that says if like parents share and it says, if, if you say that you weren't taught cursive writing, it's because you were talking. But I was a very quiet kid. You know, I, I listened to my teacher. I did what I was supposed to do. Um, but I don't remember any of those big overarching pictures, you know, those concepts like um, ours right now is diversity. And I really think that if you ask any of my third graders, what is diversity? Tell me something that is diverse. Like they could pull that out. Um, and so to me, conceptual teaching is, I was trying to think of a good visual way to, to describe this. And to me, it's like a paleontologist. Like you go, to, you go to the scene and you're like, okay, I'm pretty sure this is a T-Rex in there, but we're gonna start digging. And then we're gonna start making connections. We're gonna start putting some pieces together. Um, we may have to go a little bit deeper. We may have to back up. We may have to put some different things together. Um, and that's what we do as teachers is we look, at, we look at the site and we say, okay, this is what we have right now. This is what we need to teach. For some of them, they may go all the way to the bottom of that dig pile. Um, And then for some kids, we're gonna start on the very top, pull what we need to pull, try to put it together. Um, And sometimes you start at the wrong spot and you have to move on and and, uh, adapt to where you need to go with your teaching. Yeah, so when you look at third grade, you talked about you're working on diversity Mm -hmm. and understanding what that word means. And we always talk about those key points where we're defining that word kind of giving it a, a, a place in, in the brain and then starting to attach understanding to it. What is the overall concept for third grade? Is the overall concept diverse, diversity? diversity? Mm-hmm. And how do you guys define that? 
diversity is what makes our world special. So nice. we talk about how last year they had they had the conceptual key point as diversity is what makes you and me special. But we start the quarter out talking about plants and animals. And so I, we changed it to diversity is what makes our world special, what makes us unique. Um, we start the quarter by talking about you and me, how your brain is different than my brain. Uh, like in PD on Wednesday, how I talked about how some people laugh different. Some people have different things that make them laugh. Mm -hmm. Some people don't think things are funny that you think are hilarious. Um, and talk about how those different things make us diverse, but we have to respect them. And then we move into our um, curriculum after we start with those relationship pieces and learning how to um, be patient with our friends and with our teachers and everybody else at school. So when you're looking at this quarter, you're, you're kind of focusing on that idea of diversity and then you start to look at where do you go from here? So second, third, fourth quarter, what, how do you go from diversity to another concept? What are, what are those concepts? Okay, so after diversity, we go to adapt, which is great because when you find things that are different, you have to learn to adapt to them to be successful. Um, in that quarter, we talk about land changes and map skills and um, how things are challenging. And then in the third quarter, we talk about systems and so what the things that are diverse we adapt to them and then we look at their systems what makes them unique and then the fourth quarter is challenges and that is where we do a lot of engineering design and how do we solve challenges we can use the engineering design process to solve challenges um, and we, we have some fun projects in that quarter as well and I think, you know, when you're listening to this, you can see how all of that works together and, and you map some of that out of diversity going to adaptation and then from adaptation going to uh, challenge systems. Uh, systems and then from systems going to challenges and, and, you know, helping link those things together because that's with any new environment that you walk into, recognizing the diversity in the environment, mm -hmm. adapting to find your role in that environment looking at the system as a whole of how it all works together and then the challenges that come up and how you can be a part of solving those challenges. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a great progression mm -hmm. through that. Let's dive a little bit deeper into the diversity of the first quarter here. Um, so in conceptual learning, we start with that big picture a lot of times of standards and then we start with these concepts like diversity. How does that then go down into the actual things that you're learning right now in third grade? The science, the history, what are you reading, the math? How do you continue to link that stuff up so that the kids start to develop those pathways? Um, so this quarter's diversity and one project that they've done in the past is, or when being their experience is they went to the zoo and I was talking with the other teacher and I said, you know, we don't really have zebras that live around us or we don't really have elephants that walk around us. Right. I said, you know, let's take them to the river, take them to the mountains and let's look at the diversity there. Um, and so we had some great people from Trout Unlimited and um, from the park services. They met us at Metcalf Bottoms and they were able to break us into little groups and we looked for the diversity that lives right in our backyard essentially. Um, and then based on that, that's our being there experience. And then based on that, all the kids had that common experience. Some of them have never looked underneath rocks in the mountains, yeah. you know, even though it's right there. And so it was great when we were when we were researching these macroinvertebrate 
for their project that I'll get more into in a minute, um, they were able to tie that into something that they knew. They had those connections, what I was talking about in the beginning of our podcast. Yeah. They were able to pull that connection and say, oh yeah, I've never, I've never seen a mayfly, but I did, I saw it, you know, I saw this stage of it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that stage was part of the actual mayfly. I like to tell the story too of um, my husband and I were doing some yard work and I saw these little tadpoles and I was like oh my gosh look at these tadpoles and he said that's mosquito larvae and I was like <laughs> no they're not you know but yeah. I never had that connection right. made um, and so it was good for them to see the life cycle that's one of our big standards um, how are life cycles diverse in first and second grade life cycles are we have a baby you know we have an egg a child and an adult that's really the main life cycle that we want them to see is how that life cycle continues um and then this one they could really see that all of these adaptations are diverse i mean all of these life cycles are diverse and um so based on that that was our those were our major science standards they did a scratch coding project with that they did research with that that was all of our ela standards for right now um We've got a great novel study right now that they're doing about a robot who ends up in a very diverse place and he is not programmed to survive there. (laughs) Um, And so we're able to talk about how is he overcoming these diversities? How, you know, how is he problem solving with these different creatures that he's living with? And then tying it back to our macroinvertebrate project. How do these creatures that are all together, how do, you know, how do they get along? and then part of that being their experience too in the beginning being at the river together is building those relationships absolutely i had to take them all with a helper um all of third grade um and it was really good to you know some of them were afraid like i'm afraid i'm going to see a snake and i'm like wouldn't it be cool if we saw a snake like <laughs> that would be, and they're like i guess i trust you you know we're just building those relationships um but that's been a really good cross-curricular project this quarter. That sounds really interesting for kids to realize. I, I love that you're you're moving that idea of they do already understand life cycles, mm-hmm. but in nature there are a lot of different life mm-hmm. cycles that happen. It's not everybody doesn't follow the same life cycle, no. and so that diversity element of even in the things that they probably the world that you probably think you understand. Mm-hmm. can be quite diverse and quite different than what you think mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. And seeing the the, the larvae of some uh, insects and, and those macroinvertebrates, and I love doing that. I would do the same thing in, in ninth mm-hmm. grade, and you've still got kids that are like, they've never seen a mm-hmm. mayfly larva, or yeah. they've never seen a stonefly larva, um, and, you know, picking up those crawdads and, and the, uh, that you're netting out mm-hmm. of the, the river and stuff, it, it's fascinating. I still do that. My wife picks on me about uh when we go up in the mountains i she'll still find me you know over Mm -hmm. in a stream flipping rocks and seeing what we can find looking for water pennies looking for you know whatever we can come across and and she's like every time we come on a nature hike you know we're out here just to hike Mm -hmm. and you're like teaching science and i'm like this is this is awesome i was just as excited as they were (laughs) one kid found a huge crawfish and i was like oh my god let's look at this and seeing their adaptations yeah but then that made them even more afraid because they were like, oh, my gosh, this is in our, you know, this is in our river right, right. here. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff around us. That is, that, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and I know that, that you, you were talking about some of those inquiries that you were able to do from mm-hmm. that. Uh, can you explain, we're, you know, pushing close to time here a little bit, but can you explain a little bit about the, the uh, 
macroinvertebrate project that you mentioned of mm-hmm. what is what does that look like for a student you're talking about a third grader here what's the end goal what are you hoping to accomplish with those mm-hmm. with those projects the end goal of this project was just to learn that all life cycles are diverse all things are different in their own unique way um, and they have different needs uh, they have different adaptations and we have to respect how they are different and what they need to help them survive because if we are afraid of them or we don't know how to treat them that life cycle can come to an end if we don't do our part that um, is, that's that's awesome in the world yeah. that we live in and, and understanding yeah. We have a part to keep this thing mm-hmm. going. And, and as you go along, we all have a part to keep the system running mm-hmm. efficiently. Uh, yeah. So that's a cool lesson to learn in third mm-hmm. grade. It it's, hard to un- it's hard to believe that that's the lesson we're teaching in third mm-hmm. grade. Um, so and they get it. <laughs> that, that is, that's a very cool uh, project. Thank you for taking a couple minutes to sit down with me and, and kind of talk through the things that you do in your classroom, the conceptual learning model. There's way more to it than what we talked about right now, but uh, it was, it was a great discussion about third grade and, and the plans that you guys are doing, the projects that you're doing, and hopefully people are starting to see that through several of the podcasts of going from those standards to those concepts and then taking those concepts and really attaching learning and meaning to all those, the being there experiences, mm-hmm. the giving everybody that, that common experience that they can now all discuss when they're in class. And it's not just one kid that has been to the river. Mm-hmm all of us have been to the river we've all flipped over rocks we've all seen things that maybe we didn't even know existed and so you've got that now shared experience because experience is a huge part of of learning mm-hmm. and sometimes sometimes we get caught up in just trying to understand whatever in the classroom we forget that we've got to give those experiences mm-hmm. and so uh, that's been a great discussion thank you so much you're welcome thanks for having me this is the ignition point Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work with students to help them excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. If you'd like to find out more about Clayton Bradley Academy, you can visit us on our website, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org, or you can visit us through our social media channels at Clayton Bradley Academy or at Clayton Bradley STEM. We'd love to interact with you, schedule a tour, set up a training. We offer all kinds of different opportunities for people to be on campus. Thank you for listening today, and we hope that you have a great day.